So you know how I absolutely love to talk? Because, well, I have lots to say, especially about L-O-V-E. That's right, love. What better way is there for me to say a lot to a lot of people who love love than on a podcast platform? That's why I absolutely love Anchor. Oh my gosh, let me just tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has awesome tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. And get this, Anchor is totally 100% free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M, to get started. Hey, welcome to Grown Gray and Groovy. I'm your groovy OG host, Denise J. Delaney. I want to say thank you for stopping by. I appreciate how y'all give y'all's time to spend time in the Grown Gray Groovy place. To the new folks, the only requirement is having a grown mindset. You don't have to be gray, just grown and always groovy. Come on in. To everybody listening, Enjoy, laugh, be surprised, or adopt a whole new grown folk attitude today. So y'all know what y'all know the deal. This is one of those times where, yes, I happen to be away on assignment, and of course that means I am in the in the hotel again recording. So if you hear any peripheral noise, you know, let's just give some grace to this OG. Okay, thanks. Speaking of travel, you know. I absolutely love what I do. I love the job that I have. I do. And I'm going to tell you, it's so awesome, the interesting things I get to see, you know, and the people I get to, you know, meet and interact with or, you know, observe from afar. Quite often, I find myself amidst some lively and lovely conversation, particularly and especially the ones about, that's right, yeah, you know, L-O-V-E, that's right, love. Y'all, you gotta love, love, right? (laughs) You know, whether I'm in a relationship or not, I celebrate and applaud lovers. I root for and cheer on lovers. The world needs to be filled with lovers, indeed. We just need lovers to be grown-minded. We just need more grown-folk lovers, So I happened to be having a conversation, right? And the young lady shared that while she finds her significant other, you know, extremely attractive and how much he still turns her on, you know, and even though he is still very much turned on by her, she's not liking him all that much. And she believes in many ways he too shares this sentiment. This contributes to the two of them constantly fighting, not speaking, or otherwise trying to retreat anywhere the other person won't be. A lot. So I asked her how she felt about the situation being what it is. And, you know, she said she feels some type of way for sure. But pretty much, hey, it is their relationship. It is what it is, she says. 
But she shared that she does think about and often wonders how long this relationship can keep going. I mean, they have a child now, so that's a factor. But she wonders if she'll ever leave or if he'll leave the relationship first. She thinks she loves him and she believes he loves her. But yeah, it's mostly at this point a mutual, very highly sexual attraction that they can't or don't want to be without. The statement was made, you know, I just don't understand it. He's my type and we're both attracted to each other and always have been. You know, she made it clear that the business, if you will, in the bedroom is something to send a member about. <laughs> Her words. In other words, bragging rights could be had. However, because so much time is spent bickering in the boardroom of the relationship, you know, those areas outside of the romance aspect of the relationship, because y'all, listen, relationships are partnerships and navigating a successful one is like it to running a business. And grown folk understand that, you know, it's a business. Okay, let's just leave it there. But back to the conversation, their bedroom doesn't get booked for meetings as much, if you know what I mean. So, welcome to Grown, Gray, and Groovy. And today we are talking when hot becomes not, from explosions to implosions, and fireworks to forest fires. Okay, so y'all... This lady shared that, you know, she shared with me what it was like when they first met, you know, all they knew was each other. All they could see was each other. There were no simple sparks. This was a full fledged electrical fire. She had butterflies. He couldn't concentrate because she was always in his thoughts. She couldn't stand being away from him. He needed to be near her. She couldn't keep her eyes or hands off him. He couldn't keep his eyes or hands off her. They finished each other's sentences, seemed to think the same thoughts in sync. If you saw one, you saw the other. They never had disagreements, much less having any major fights. They proceeded heart overhead as fast as a steaming locomotive straight into a relationship because they simply could not get enough of the intensity of, you know, what seemed to be happening inside of them. Like it was fireworks and hearts exploding. And by within, you know, 90 days, both felt that this was a perfect match made in heaven. And so, yes, they went to the courthouse and got married after six months of dating. And don't think I'm saying this is wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Cool beans. So moving on in the conversation, this lady shared with me that this is now her third year of marriage. Ooh, well, damn. And ouch. Now, that's pretty early on in a relationship to be questioning if she likes him or if he likes her. What about all that stain in the electrical fires? How come the fire seems to be burning the house down now? So I'm asking why y'all are so many relationships that seem to start out with such pop, pop, popping, declining into fizz, fizz, fizzled. 
fast in what should still be considered the honeymoon phase. You know, why are so many finding themselves totally feeling each other and yet at the same time feeling like, oh my God, I just don't gel or mesh well with this person. Is it a matter of choosing the wrong person? You know, is it a matter of choosing the wrong reason for getting into the relationship? Is it a matter of not knowing yourself and what you want in and out of the relationship? Is it a combination of all all of the above mentioned, you know? So what exactly keeps the relationship from fizzing out or <laughs> going flat, if you will? Well, you know, quite naturally, relationships start out at the attraction phase, you know, and this is natural. There are things that the eye likes and admires and appreciates. And not everyone sees through the same lens as we know that. And not all things that will attract one man or woman attract the next man or woman. But make no mistake, it's always going to start with attraction. There is something that makes you take notice of another. It could be a beautiful smile, big, bright, dancing eyes, the way a person laughs, someone's voluptuous hips, the scent of a woman's perfume or that man's, you know, cologne. Yeah, it could be a way a person dresses. could be several things. But attraction, it still must be understood to be superficial. You know, because attraction is just the advertisement, if you will. It's, it's like an action call, a signal of sorts, you know, like a message that goes from our eyes to the brain. And it shouts, hey, who is that? Shall we go check him or her out? Yeah, it's kind of like that dress or that suit that's placed in the store in a store window, you know, that seems to call out come here, come try me on and buy me, you know, yeah. And, you know, let me tell you, to back up my statement, Oxford gives this definition for attraction. Attraction is the action or power of evoking interest, pleasure, or liking for someone or something. But, you know, y'all, we know this, so. So after we get that action call or signal, what's, what drives things? And this Grown, gray, and groovy is where we meet up with chemistry and compatibility. So what are they? Are they one and the same? Is one factor more important over the other? Is this what, you know, makes for the relationship? You know, what? Well, personally, in my humble opinion, I believe both make for an ideal coupling, if you will, for upping the potential for a long-term union that is harmonious and peaceful. Now, first understanding that, you know, harmonious and peaceful doesn't mean all will forever be sunshine, roses, balloons, and kissy faces. No, no. <laughs> Arguments and disagreements are going to be had in any relationship, at least the ones where both partners are present and upfront for you know, y'all. But y'all know my stance is that fighting, if done with respect and grown folk mentality, is perfectly okay. And actually it's healthy. If the two are fighting with each other for the relationship, the betterment of the relationship, and not at each other for the ego, you know. If, po if both parties, you know, understand that it's not important to be right, 
whether the relationship be right. And I'm also a firm believer that no two people are alike. No matter how many similarities you share, no two people are ever always right. No person is perfect. So, you know, something about the other person will at times rub you the wrong way. (laughs) Ladies, y'all ever had a man who won't put the toilet seat down? Exactly. Need I say more? But I say this because if you two are past the honeymoon phase and have never, you you never have a you never have a disagreement at all. You know you just don't have disagreements. You don't fight. You just then you might want to check that both are actually present in the relationship, and I don't mean in the physical body. Now, with that out the way, the bottom line is that we do want whatever that thing is that will bring some harmony and peace because otherwise it's damn pointless, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I can see one or both ultimately walking away or worse, sticking it out, but cheating on the other. I'm just saying wrong or right. I'm just saying that we just haven't grown talk. I mean, I can see that. (laughs) Live in harmony with one another, Romans 16. And, you know, Ephesians 4, 2 and 3, conduct yourselves with all humility, gentleness, and patience. Accept each other with love and make an effort to preserve, make an effort to preserve, make an effort to preserve, the unity of the spirit with the peace that ties you together. The peace that ties you together. The peace that ties you together. So there you have it. You know, that's a clear caveat or instruction to preserving the relationship. And we know preserving, simply put, is making it last. So this is where I believe the chemistry and compatibility coupling does indeed up your odds for longevity. But before I go off into my own opinions and whatnot, you know, my say, let's get some terminology and all that good stuff. Let's find out what say the experts on the matter. Okay? Now, I I promise you, there is no shortage of info. (laughs) Like, there is a plethora of valuable sources for material on this subject on the internet. You know, because, yeah, who doesn't want to know about what can keep a relationship going, right? But I'm going to use an article source, you know, found on marriage.com that was written April 2021 because it kind of encompasses, you know, a source for both chemistry and compatibility. So, but also it has some opinion here that I don't happen to agree with also some of it. And I'll talk about that too, you know, so What is chemistry? Well, according to the experts at marriage.com, but y'all before I live, hold on, before y'all yell at me, (laughs) nobody trying to be married. Okay, no worries. I'm going to be married again someday, but I understand that all people want marriage. No harm, no foul. Some people want long-term minus the marriage. That's your call. Don't judge me either. I'm only concerned about us being grown in the relationship. So now, back to the matter at hand. Relationship experts have described chemistry as being rather intangible. It is not based solely on physical appearance, 
nor does it require a person to meet your specific requirements, such as having certain personality traits or sharing common interests with you. On the other hand, chemistry is that mutual spark that you have with somebody. And, you know, it doesn't fade over time. This is seen among couples, you know, who have who still have butterflies when they see their partner pull into the driveway after a day of work. These butterflies have an official name, limerence, L-I-M-E-R-E-N-C-E. Yeah, according to the article, that is in the initial stages of a relationship, a couple has limerence when they are quote unquote crazy about each other and cannot think about anything but each other. The article further goes on to say, chemistry can also be thought of as a spark that occurs between two people and can also be described as a chemical connection between two people. Chemistry in a relationship is so important because without it, something is missing. And then it rounds up with saying chemistry in a relationship brings excitement and intensity and a relationship can be boring without it. Okay, so yeah, there you have it. Chemistry is pretty much the intense hots, the butterfly explosions, and them fireworks. Check, 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 got it. So I would say now, you know, what that individual, who the lady who I had the conversation with, what her and her husband have is indeed chemistry. And then so, okay, I guess I can say that I knows a thing or two about chemistry, that butterfly effect indeed. There is this, there was this gent that I met many years ago. And honestly, if he walked into my space today, I would still get the same butterflies as the day we locked eyes. Now, I'm going to tell you, no, chemistry is not enough. I'm flat out saying it. Chemistry is not enough. Why do I feel this way? Well, this same gent, let's just call him Mr. Firecracker, and I did encounter again each other after many years past initially meeting one another. And it was, wow, same butterflies, same sparks for me, but also the same deep chemistry was evident on both of our parts. Mind you, the timing was not right for a relationship back then, but now many years fast forward, we gave our go at a relationship that started out much like that lady that I was talking to, whose story I told at the beginning. We moved to Sirius very fast. So ask me, <laughs> are we still together? No, we are not. So I know for certain chemistry is most definitely not enough. Or should I say it's not the key factor for preservation of or longevity of a relationship. So now let's talk about compatibility, shall we? Well, okay, marriage.com experts say, quote unquote, in general, compatibility refers to two people who have important features in common, such as moral values and ways of living. For instance, two people who have strong career goals and value goals, you know, and they value going to church together every Sunday, are likely compatible. But I'll give other examples. Let's say they both want a large family or want to, let's say, travel the world before they have children. And these are just examples here, but yeah, this is what compatibility means. In my eyes, basically, in my own words, compatibility is not having a clone of myself. 
It doesn't mean the other person is into every hobby or everything I do or like, but it does mean I'll have someone who thinks like I think. We are like-minded in how we want to conduct life. Amos 3 and 3 says, how can two walk together lest they first agree? Compatibility is like walking together in agreement. But you don't even need to be Christian to subscribe to that thinking. But yeah, Mr. Firecracker and I did not have, after all, was said and done, the compatibility to walk in unison or plainly put, jail or mesh together for the longevity. And though we share, you know, similar views on many subjects, our purposes and our visions about where and what the relationship should look like and will be like, yeah, it just wasn't in sync after all. There was not enough agreement. Compatibility is agreement no matter how you frame it. So, but we should be able to see that chemistry and compatibility are not one and the same. So is one more important than the other? Well, this is my say. Compatibility is more needed than chemistry. And this is where the article's opinion and my opinion (laughs) totally differ. Because per marriage.com, quote, in order for a relationship to have the potential to last, you must first establish limerence or the state of being head over heels for each other. End quote. Chemistry, right? Well, I don't know about that here. You know, yes, chemistry is one of the two components, but it isn't that peace and harmony or walking in agreement that ups the odds for longevity. It's not that, you know. That is brought about with compatibility. And y'all, as surely as I was convinced of my stance here, I came across an article that does share my opinion. And according to wellandgood.com, quote, a relationship that almost all chemistry, a relationship that's almost all chemistry can burn hot and then burn out. And the writer continues to explain their opinion. If you feel an instant connection, but see it wane fairly quickly, that is a good sign there wasn't the compatibility to back it up. Think, quickly falling head over heels for someone, then sometimes painstakingly realizing that things aren't so ideal or sustainable, longevity, preservation, once you get to know them on a deeper level. Yeah. That was the same thing that happened with Mr. Firecracker and myself. And it does not make either one of us right or wrong. It doesn't. It just means no compatibility to sustain longevity of a relationship was had. You know, and for that other couple, I would say underneath the surface of butterfly explosions (laughs) lies the possibilities of that silently waiting to erupt volcano implosion. And Wikipedia defines implosion as a process in which objects are destroyed by collapsing or being squeezed in on themselves, which is the opposite of explosion. You know, that's, you know, these people are keeping things just kind of sitting down inside, like her thought that, "Eh, I don't know how long (laughs) either one of us going to maintain this. I often wonder if he'll leave first or if I'll leave first, if I'll cheat or he'll cheat, you know, that's that inward implosion that's that internal thing you know 
And them fireworks, they can only hope those fireworks don't end up being full raging forest fires, okay? Yeah. Now, can you be in a relationship for which there is no attraction? Yes, absolutely. I mean, one, you know, might not find attraction to be an important factor for choosing a mate. You know, not everybody thinks that's the important thing. For some people, don't it, attraction have they're not even they're not even caring about attraction. There are some needs they want met, and they feel like this is what is more important. You know, so I mean, just consider the many marriages that are arranged, or even consider the fact that someone might feel it's important to find a mate that meets all those compatibility needs. You know, they can they can grow to feel some other things for the person. You know what I'm saying? I personally think it certainly helps if you have attraction, <laughs> especially if you are looking for the longevity. You know, who doesn't want that that attraction? You know, it, it keeps you looking at, <laughs> at, that, at that person, you know. But, you know, then again, if you're just trying to have relations, if you will, then, of course, you probably don't care about attraction at all. And in that case, hey, Teddy P said it best. And turn out the lights, okay? But yeah, I want to drop this here too. You know, it is natural to want to know how do I make this thing work for the long haul? How do I make this thing work for the long haul? Well, grown folk, grown minded, grown mentality understands that even before the chemistry or compatibility, you know, you, you, you know, you you got to do some foundation stuff like the work and the preparation within self. You know, you got to know yourself, understand what you need and make sure you are in a place of not only accepting a relationship, but that, you know, you're willing to work diligently in the relationship. You don't just want to get in a relationship and have a relationship. Are you willing to work in that relationship because y'all like a business you know relationships don't and won't maintain themselves and compatibility and chemistry cannot fix that and do that for you compatibility cannot fix long you know chemistry and compatibility cannot fix what might be broken in us you know what i'm saying or not ready in us you know chemistry and compatibility yes adds interest and longevity this is true but it doesn't build the foundation. The foundation begins with you, you know, and with the other person. But it begins with you as yourself. You, you know, why do we think getting into the relationship is the solution? You you have to be ready and the other person has to be ready. Y'all can't get in a relationship and then say, let's get us to let's get us ready. Yeah, no, both people need to be ready for themselves and then take that your foundation and his foundation or his foundation and her foundation and build. That's that's where it starts, the foundation. So I want to say, you know, if you're not there, don't waste somebody else's time because you're having some hots and some fireworks and some explosions going on. You know, you're feeling some things inside that body. <laughs> Do the grown thing. And make a righteous and kind choice not to light somebody's match. Don't start that spark. After all, you don't want them fireworks to cause a combustion. According to Oxford.com, the process of 
burning something. That's what combustion is. You don't want to burn that person. I'm just saying. Well, (laughs) y'all, it is time for this OG to get her groovy on up out of here. Because you know what? I'm on assignment, like I said, and yeah, this this is some long hours. So I got to, yeah, I got to wrap this up really fast. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you always for giving me a little bit of your valuable time and letting me borrow your ears because, you know, I like to talk. (laughs) And especially about the L-O-V-E. That's right. Y'all already know love. But I'll be back in two weeks, that is. And y'all know, I'm still going to be grown, gray, and groovy. Hopefully, you'll be back here as well, grown, gray, and groovy. Bring some people with you. Share this podcast. Bring some people along. Hey, learn some things. Pick up some hints. Some pick, up, pick up some things. Or just chill out, you know. Just chill out and enjoy it. Laugh, even. You know, if it's funny, laugh at it, you know. Hey, if you are in need of a relationship coach, you know, if you're in need of some relationship coaching, some post-divorce coaching, or some purpose coaching, please come find me. You can come find me over at mymentor.life, mymentor.life, under Denise J. I want you guys to be safe, and bye-bye for now.